Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening whenever you happen to be listening to this podcast. This is the Jayhawker Talker podcast. My name is Mark Van Sickle, and this is a podcast affiliated with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. I want to thank you for listening to this episode today. I really appreciate it, and uh, let's get rolling with today's episode. So the big story of the week for your Kansas Jayhawks. Unfortunately, it wasn't great news. And it happened to do with the basketball program. You don't want to see this kind of news come out, especially during the recruiting period where we're at right now, where there's a lot of basketball tournaments going on around the nation. But Kansas head coach Bill Self and assistant coach Curtis Townsend are off the recruiting trail for now. They're not going to be off the recruiting trail forever, but it's a part of the, I guess you could say, self-sanctioning violations of what's really been looming largely over the program since 2019. There was a total of five level one violations uh, that happened to the program back in 2019, but the NCAA has just been dragging their feet on this. And you wonder what's going on behind the scenes. This is the first sign of anything that's been happening with this over the last three years. And they've been doing investigations on KU really since 2017. This has been going on for five years. Now, this specific one that the FBI has been digging into has been going on for three years. But it's it's just quite insane that, this is the first thing that's happened and that's come of it. And it's Bill Self and Curtis Townsend off the recruiting trail. They do have other assistant coaches that are still out on the road at these tournaments doing some recruiting for KU. So it's not like they don't have anybody out there that's taking a look at these scout or taking a look at these players scouting for the program. But Bill Self, obviously the the biggest recruiter for KU. He, he's the high-level guy. He's the, the name of the program. He's in the College Basketball Hall of Fame. So, obviously, it's going to hurt for Bill Self to not be out there on the recruiting trail, but he's got some guys that are still out there in place. So, some have speculated that there could be a postseason ban coming or that Self or Townsend could be suspended themselves for half a season, a full season, nobody really knows. It's been kind of under wraps on what the NCAA has been doing with this. And quite honestly, the NCAA is losing power by the week. By the, I was going to say by the year, but really it's by the week. They get weaker by the week. And with all the conference realignment, with everything that's happening in the NCAA with college football and college basketball, it's really going to be interesting to see if the NCAA even does anything with Kansas and their recruiting violations allegedly that happened. So, again, it was self-imposed. So this was not the NCAA coming down and saying, Bill Self, you got to get off the recruiting trail. Curtis Townsend, you got to get off the recruiting trail. No, this was self-imposed. So I think that this is just something small that KU and that Bill Self wanted to do to give themselves maybe some goodwill going forward. And maybe in the future there won't be a postseason ban or maybe Bill Self will just miss the first part of the year before conference play starts. That could be the play here for KU 
and what they're doing with this self-imposed sanction where they're not going to be on the recruiting trail for a little bit. Again, they do have some assistance out on the road, so it's not like they're not recruiting. But something interesting that I read a couple of days ago, Dickie V. Dickie V from uh, ESPN, obviously. Huge Dickie V fan over here. But he was not happy at all with what's been going on with the Jayhawks and what the NCAA has been doing with the Jayhawks, kind of yanking them around, not not really uh, being forthright <laughs> and uh, just kind of dragging their feet on this thing. So this is Dickie V. He dropped a tweet a couple of days ago talking about what the NCAA has been doing for Kansas or what they haven't been doing for Kansas, I guess, during their investigation. So this is from Dickie V. I firmly believe that if the NCAA can't make a decision within a two-year period in cases where they have charged member schools with violations, the case should be dropped, baby. Taking four to five years is absolutely absurd. Okay, that probably was not a great Dickie V impersonation, but that's Dickie V talking about how he thinks it's absolutely insane that it's taking four to five years for the NCAA to get on Kansas with these violations. He even goes as far to say that after a two-year period, if the NCAA has not given any school a violation, that the charges should be dropped, that the case should be dropped on Kansas. Kansas coming off a national championship, one of the highest-rated programs, one of the most notable programs in college basketball I would say the most notable college basketball program of course I'm a little bit biased so are you but that's all right we can think what we want to think Dickie V knows what he's talking about Dickie V is one of the voices of college basketball and he is on Bill Self's side he's on Kansas's side in this one and he is not biased towards Kansas at all, from what I've seen over the years. He's pretty straight down the line. He, I think he's a little bit of a Duke fan, to be honest. But I don't think that Dickie V would bring this up if uh, he didn't really think that this was something that needed to be going on. So Dickie V thinks that KU should not be charged, should not be sanctioned for anything that happened over two years ago, which I completely agree with. I want to know if you completely agree with that as well. Get at me on Twitter at Talker at Mark the Overseer. Let me know what you think about what's been going on with the Kansas basketball program and these violations. I think it's dragged on for way too long. And I think that at this point, Kansas, what, what Bill Self's been doing with the recruiting, jumping off the trail for a little bit, They also had some scholarships taken away a few years ago, but I think that's about all that needs to happen for KU. I don't think there should be a postseason ban. I don't think that Bill Self should be uh, suspended. Curtis Townsend, I don't think he should be suspended at this point. I think that it is a bridge under the water, and they need to move on with it. And the NCAA has nothing to stand on at this point. And with the new NIL that's coming around, so many players are involved with NIL. NIL now the conference itself the schools all the individual schools are getting involved with NIL and new commissioner Brett Yormark is really on top of the NIL game so it's 
it's something that the NCAA just is going to have to back off on, and I don't think that KU, in my opinion, is going to get hit with any huge violations going forward. I'm with Dickie V, and I think that you are too, if you're really thinking about what's going on with KU and their basketball program. So I did see, according to uh, 247 Sports, keeping on KU basketball here, that they have three of the top 10 non-conference games to look forward to in the 2022-2023 college basketball season. So that's pretty exciting. We know that every year KU has a pretty tough non-conference schedule. They play a lot of high-profile games. But seeing that KU had three matchups in their top 10 non-con games to look forward to over there at 247 Sports, very cool. And, of course, the first one is going to be when KU plays Duke in the Champions Classic at the beginning of the season. Uh, it's it's going to be one of the most high-profile games early in the season. But, uh, yeah, the Champions Classic, always a good time to take a look at some of the new players. Going to talk about some of those new players coming up here in just a few minutes on the podcast. I know you're going to want to keep on listening to, to find out what's going on with these new players. But uh, Duke had one of the top recruiting class. They actually had the top recruiting class for 2022 Kansas was in the top five for their recruiting class as well. So some of the top freshmen in the country are going to be involved in that Duke-Kansas game in the Champions Classic. So that was in their top ten for games that they want to see um, coming up here for the college basketball season. Another one is Indiana at Kansas, December 17th. Allen Fieldhouse, two programs that... Of course, Kansas, one of the top basketball programs. Indiana, for a while, was a blue blood program. I don't consider Indiana a blue blood basketball program anymore. Say blue blood basketball program seven times fast. I don't think you can. It's tough for me to do it. Go ahead and try it right now. Blue blood basketball program. I still can't do it. But anyway, Indiana is returning their entire team from last season. So there's... Some speculation that Indiana could be a top 25 team going into the season. Kansas, obviously a top 10 team, maybe even a top 5 team. They have the top 5 recruiting class. They did lose a lot of players from last year's national championship team, but the cachet is still there for the Kansas Jayhawks. And that's a game that you're going to want to watch if you are a Kansas basketball fan, if you're an Indiana basketball fan. But if you are not a Kansas basketball fan, If you're not an Indiana basketball fan, if you're just a college basketball fan in general, this is one of the top 10 non-conference game that you're going to want to check out. So that is December 17th. I know everybody listening to this podcast is a Kansas basketball fan. Everybody is going to be tuned into that game. If you're not going to be at Allen Fieldhouse watching it in person, you're going to be tuning into that game, Indiana at Kansas, December 17th, Allen Fieldhouse, Lawrence, Kansas. going to be a fantastic matchup. So that one is in their top 10 non-con games of the season. And then the other one, this one could be a top five matchup of the season. It's in their top 10, Kansas at Kentucky on January 28th. And that's going to be one of the top games of the year, not just for Kansas-Kentucky fans, but for college basketball fans in general. That's going to be a huge game, one of the few games that Kansas will probably not be favored in this season 
going to play at Kentucky after just coming off a huge loss to Kentucky last year at home in Allen Fieldhouse. This is a part of the Big 12 SEC Challenge, playing a home-and-home with Kentucky. And it's going to be a good game. Kentucky is supposed to be a top-five team this year, uh, bringing back some studs. They got another good recruiting class. So John Calipari is going to have his guys ready to roll. Bill Self, I think, by January 28th is going to have his guys ready to roll. The freshmen are going to be seasoned vets at that point in the season. Uh, it's one of those weird non-con games that's actually in the middle of conference play. So Kansas at Kentucky, uh, two blue blood programs. Again, trying to say blue blood, it's it's not a thing that I should be doing. But uh, you guys understand. You guys get it. You guys understand me right now. What I'm trying to say, Kansas at Kentucky, one of the top 10 non-conference matchups in America this year for college basketball very, very excited. Most anticipated games to watch list. What's on your list? I think that those are pretty much, I think we're all in agreement there with uh, Kansas, Duke in the Champions Classic, Indiana at Kansas December 17th, and Kansas at Kentucky on January 28th. All going to be classic matchups between some big-time programs. So going into this new season, there's a lot of freshmen coming in, new players. There's a, a couple transfers coming in for KU because they did lose quite a few guys from that national championship team last year. And I got excited about something. I know this might be a nerdy thing for me to talk about, but I'm hoping that you're going to be nerdy with me and come along for the ride because I don't know why this got me excited, but I walked in to a local establishment the other day. I'll just say it. It was Rally House. I like to go look around Rally House. They got a lot of cool KU stuff there. They're not a sponsor, but hey, Rally House, if you want to be a sponsor, hit me up at Mark the Overseer on Twitter, at Talker. That's where you want to go. But I walked into Rally House. I look up on the wall, and there it is, a Kansas shirtsy. It's a shirt jersey. And it's it says Dick 4. So I know that that, that might come off wrong right now, but... It's Grady Dick. His new Kansas jersey is number four. I had no clue that Grady Dick and all the other freshmen had their new jersey numbers. So I had to look it up. Right when I got home after I was at Rally House, I saw Grady Dick. I saw MJ Rice. Uh, I, I just had to look up all these guys' new numbers. So they announced the official height, weight, and the new jersey numbers for all of the KU freshmen and transfers. So I'm going to roll through the list right now because I just find this really interesting. Plus, if you're looking for a new favorite KU player, they had a lot of turnover this last year. Maybe you want to get a jersey or a shirt C like I was just talking about of one of your new favorite KU players. You can go through this list, figure out what their number is, and you can go get their jersey as well. So let's just start with Grady Dick because that's who I saw right off the bat. When I first walked into Rally House, Grady Dick, a six foot eight, two hundred eight pound forward, I assume is what he's going to be. But he's going to be number four. Really like that number for Grady Dick. Number four, classic solid number um, <laughs> for Grady Dick. Got MJ Rice, six foot five, two hundred twenty pounds, and he's going to be number eleven. Uh, who I know that there was a num- number eleven. I'm trying to think who it was. 
KU fans, you got to help me out here. If I mess this one up, you guys got to get at me on Twitter at Mark the Overseer at Jayhawker Talker. Uh, I'm pretty sure now if I if I miss this if I mess this up, you guys are definitely going to get at me. But I'm pretty sure Jock Vaughn was number eleven. If I'm wrong with that, please send me hate mail right there at Jayhawker Talker on Twitter. MJ Rice again going to be number eleven this season. Pretty excited about that. Kevin McCuller. The transfer from Texas Tech, he's going to be getting a lot of playing time. He'll probably be a starter this year. He's going to be wearing number 15. So Kevin McCuller, number 15. You're going to see that number out on the court a lot this year for the Jayhawks. He is 6'6", weighing in at 210 pounds at the official weigh-in. So that's that's great for Kevin McCuller, number 15. Another freshman, Ernest Uday Jr., 6'11". 240 pounds. This guy's going to be a beast for the Jayhawks down low. They're going to be looking for somebody that can control the paint. And I think that Uday Jr. is going to be that guy this year for the Jayhawks. I think that there's a great chance that he could start from day one for Bill Self and the Kansas Jayhawks. But anyway, Uday Jr. is going to be wearing number 23. So keep an eye out on number 23 this year. I have a feeling that he's going to be on the floor a lot and he's going to make a big impact for the Jayhawks this year. Uh, Ernest Uday Jr., number 23. Zubi Ejiofer, 6'9", 235 pounds. Another guy that I think could make an impact as a post player this year for the Jayhawks as a freshman. He's going to be wearing number 35, so keep an eye out for number 35 out there. And then another guy out there, new Jayhawk, Wilder Evers, 6'3", 190 pounds, wearing number 12. So Grady Dick, number 4. MJ Rice, number 11. Kevin McCuller, number 15. Ernest Uday Jr., number 23. Zuby Ejiofer, number 35. And Wilder Evers, number 12. Those are your New Jersey numbers for your Kansas Jayhawks. I thought that was something interesting that I personally like. I thought that you guys might enjoy that as well. It's just something off the cuff, a little bit fun to talk about on this episode of the Jayhawker Talker podcast. Another interesting note while we're on KU basketball. Ochai Abaji, just this past week, won Male Athlete of the Year for the Big 12. So congratulations to Ochai for yet another award after an incredible senior season uh, for the Jayhawks. He won the Big 12 Player of the Year, of course, uh, in college basketball, an All-American, a national champion, Final Four MVP. So he just won all these awards this year. And just another one on top of that, Male Athlete of the Year in the Big 12. Congratulations to him. He is only the ninth KU athlete to achieve that feat. Um, seventh male athlete, only the fourth Big 12 athlete. Before that, it was the Big 8. But I'm going to go through the list really quick here. You got uh, 1977, Nolan Cromwell won uh, from Big 8 football years. Uh, in 1981, it was Lynette Woodard, of course, uh, famous uh, women's basketball player. Had a great, great year in 1981. Tammy Thomas, uh, women's swimming. Big eight. Wow. 1983. Great job there by Tammy Thomas. 1988. Of course, you know, Danny Manning was a big 12 play of the year that year. Did some great stuff. National championship. Of course, he won the big eight athlete of the year in 1988. Uh, Rex Walters, another men's basketball player in 1993. Jock Vaughn. There's my guy, Jock Vaughn in 1997. Nick Collison in 2003. Then it was Frank Mason in 2017. He was a co-recipient of the award. And then Ochai Abaji just won it outright again this year for the Jayhawks. So congratulations again to Ochai 
on winning that award. Going to be uh want to wrap up the podcast with a little bit of football today because uh, football season's coming around. I want to, in the next week or two, get into my football season predictions, go through game by game, and uh, figure out which games I think KU could win, which games they could lose, which games might be kind of a toss-up. So I'm going to do that in the next couple of weeks. But I saw an article where Kenny Logan was talking about, of course, Kenny Logan, a safety for the KU football team, Uh, one of the most productive players last season, not just uh, for KU or in the Big 12, but in all of college football. Logan led the nation among safeties in total tackles with 113. He ranked third nationally among all positions with solo tackles with 79. And in a recent interview, he said he was really excited about the new linebackers that KU had because he thinks that his though his his individual tackle numbers will probably go down this year. He's excited about that because that means that the linebackers ahead of him are going to be making plays. So he's really excited about the new linebacker core that KU has in place. And though his tackle total may dip a bit, he wants to lead the league and the nation in interceptions this year, which is a fantastic goal. And I think that he can get it if he hones in on what he's of course there could be the the whole quarterbacks looking away from him thing but Kenny Logan has what it takes to lead the league and the nation in interceptions he has the goal to do it and I think he could do it and it'll only take his game to the next level boost his draft stock for the NFL going into next year's draft which will be in Kansas City by the way and if you get a local guy taken in the first couple of rounds if he has an excellent season that's going to be exciting for KU fans and for Kansas City um, in general, just uh, having a local guy be able to go pretty high in the draft would be really cool to see, and especially for you Jayhawks fans who have had to live through some tough times in the past uh, several years, several seasons, a lot of coaching changes, a lot of uh, players transferring out, everything going on. So it would be really cool to see uh, Kenny Logan get drafted and go pretty high in the draft in Kansas City next year. So I think that about does it for today's episode. I'm uh, continuing to be cautiously optimistic for KU. You can see my uh, latest article up on the Heartland College Sports uh, website, heartlandcollegesports.com. We've got a lot of great articles up on there right now if you want to go check that out. My name is Mark Van Sickle. You've been listening to the Jayhawker Talker podcast in affiliation with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. Until next time, rock chalk, Jayhawk.